good you care blood, ain't you? We have such sights to show you. It's alive! Ever you do, don't fall asleep. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hello and welcome to the premiere episode of Another Night at Camp Blood, brought to you by WolfbaneBlooms.com. I am Stephen, and with me is... Introductions? Hi, I'm Trish. <laughs> um, I thought you'd at least like give my name, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Trish, and I'm here with my boyfriend, Joel. Yes, I am Joe, and I am here uh, as well. Yes. All right, so this is the, uh, the premiere episode, like I said, it's the first episode Woo-hoo. we're doing. Uh, this is all through a friend of mine's website, again, wolfbaneblooms.com. Check it out. I write articles for that website occasionally, so go check those out. Um, but first for this episode, for basically what the podcast is going to be, is we're going to take a movie, one, one movie per episode, and we're going to sit down and we're going to go through it. We're going to analyze it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to make fun of it. We're going to do whatever we want to with the movie. And uh, that's basically it. We'll talk some movie news and stuff like that. Um, this first episode, though, we'll do some introductions on um, how we got into horror because that's what this is. It's going to be mainly a horror movie podcast. So uh, I'll start. Um, I I do. I'm probably going to bring this up like 15 times, but I do have <laughs> another podcast um, that I do, <laughs> uh, and I've talked. Uh, sort of lengthy on my background in horror films, um, but I'll try to condense it here. Um, I got into horror films with Scream when that came out. Um, I didn't like horror movies before that, but I really got into them after Scream came out because everyone wouldn't shut up about Scream. And I was in seventh grade, I think, when that came out, so everyone was like flipping out about it. So finally I caved into peer pressure. <laughs> And uh, I watched it, and I just remember sitting there and just being like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe how good this is. And there were so many references in Scream that I didn't get because I had never seen any other movies. Right. And at the end of it, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to make it a mission in my life to see all the movies so I can get all the references now. And uh, I'd say I did a pretty good job of that. (laughs) And then because of that movie, I actually got into not only horror movies, but I got into writing because I was really into the way that film was written. And I got into that, and I pursued that pretty much from that point on, and I still do it today. Fun. So. You've got a lot more prestige than I do um, in the, the subject of horror. I, I don't have uh, a background writing horror stuff in particular. Um, I was just raised on it. Uh, my mom loved horror movies, and it was probably totally inappropriate, but um, from a very young age... Um, they were always on at our house, uh, Halloween, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, all that was constantly on. So uh, I think the first time a movie scared me, though, was like when I saw The Exorcist. I was uh, maybe like 12 years old, and me and my cousin snuck off on Christmas um, to watch The Exorcist. And I guess because it wasn't that like typical you know, like, slasher horror that, like, my mom had exposed me to, that terrified me. So, um, I got really, um, interested in, like, expanding the types 
of scary movies I watch. So, like, I like to see a lot of um, just really twisted, weird shit. So this will be fun. Good. Oh, yeah. Uh, mine was much younger, I think, than that. I was, like, five or six, I think. And my next-door neighbor gave us a copy of the original Halloween to watch. And then my mom immediately returned it to uh, her mother. So naturally, it was, you have to seek this movie out. And when I saw it, uh, I was scared and all that other fun stuff that goes on. But I wanted to keep on watching them. And so since, yeah, like five or six years old, uh, just watching horror movies uh, as much as I can. Yeah, it's trading them with the neighbor and and everything like that. And the funny thing is you bring up Scream. I remember being in seventh grade. Uh, or sixth grade as well, and I think I watched it about 50 times, yep. 60 times. It was, like, the only movie I would rent from Blockbuster for about three straight months <laughs> or so. So, It's funny because people really kind of shit on that movie now as being, oh, God, another slasher film. But No, dude, uh, the classics, you can't say it's another slasher film. It's like a classic well, slasher. Well, <clears throat> I've done extensive research on slashers i'm kind of i'm i'm a fucking nerd but uh... i'll i'll say this much um and i've written articles and stuff and papers in college about it and stuff like that that's how much i'm into slasher films um that's what we're reviewing today absolutely um but uh scream kind of like it was the it was like the the rebirth of the slasher genre because by that point the slasher genre was dead yeah like it like it got very stale. It was. Yeah. It, all it was was sequels to Halloween yeah. and Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th See, at that yeah, point. Are, and, that's what I'm and saying. Even like, that's the, those are the movies that we saw on repeat at our house right. for mm-hmm. years. And even so, the movies that weren't sequels were uh, sequels in some way. They were just yeah, ripping just them re- off. Yeah, yeah. rip off. And if you really movies. look at the, the, the slasher genre in the late 80s, it was it was ridiculously stupid. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, you, the, I mean, I the mean, movie we're talking about today was kind of stupid. but This is like, kind of stupid, but they go... No, they get way, way, way dumb in the yes. late '80s. So, uh, Scream rebirthed the, the 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 slasher genre, and I mean, it only lasted a few years after that. But Scream also r- ripped off a ton of oh, movies. Absolutely. However, well, but the, the big difference was they did it the right way. They it was it was homage a film, to it, homage to it. They didn't rip it off, right? And it know? was a film that was aware of itself. Yes. Like, and that's what made it stand yeah, out from everything that else. Yeah, they were being, right. like, cheeky. Right. You know. And it, it worked, and... Great movie. Yeah. Yeah, which, oddly enough, just to add on before we move on, if you look at it in the Scream franchise, say, in the way uh, they don't take themselves super seriously and they understand what they're doing, it makes Scream 3 a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. When you just try to watch it as a movie, mm. and they do the whole sister-brother thing, it's much nicer knowing if they're in on the joke with you, I think. Yeah, and but, I think uh, a lot of people misunderstood Scream 4. I thought uh, it was great. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was incredibly excited because, again, that was like the, that was like a sequel to the film that started it off for me. You know? right. It was a big deal for me. And um, it, I was disappointed when I first saw it because I was expecting something else. Right. But then the more I saw it, I was just like, I totally get what they're doing. And oh yeah, they're bringing like, everything together, right? Yeah, and they're it's literally like the people in the movies are like we want to the you know, the girls are like I want to remake what happened to right. her in the beginning and it's also kind of like a reboot of the series they're, and stuff like that. They're like, triggering the sequence of events. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And I really like that and it's it's unfortunate that it it 
didn't do as well as they were hoping. I yeah. I actually had one of the best theater experiences ever seen. Scream Four. I went uh, like the week after it came out, I think, and I was the only one in the theater, <laughs> literally. So I enjoyed it just on that basis alone of being the only one in the theater. That probably was so. scary as hell, huh? <laughs> It, like in the dark, like echoey movie no, theater, nice. loud mean, noises, the screams. Like I'd be I, terrified. I've only ever been in a theater once by myself, like completely by myself. I've and never that was, been in it by myself. And that was when um, the they did a 30th uh, anniversary re-release of Ghostbusters a couple of years ago. Nobody <laughs> oh, <okay>. went. <laughs> so, I was the only one there. All right. It's nice though. Well, at least they weren't alone. <laughs> right? Like nobody showed up. I could take out my phone and look at my phone all I want. Yeah, yeah it's like the, the, nobody uh, tell you like, "Hey, asshole, turn yeah. that off." Right. An uncrowded theater is definitely yeah the best one. So. All right. Well, cool. I, we all have our own little backgrounds in in horror. Now you know who we are. And now we yeah, you know who we are. Also, go check out that fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about. It's an awesome podcast. Oh, yeah. And we have a blog. Uh, it's Noises and Nonsense. You can find it um, on Twitter and on WordPress. Um, so, yeah, click the link. We'll have it there somewhere. Yep. And uh, check out any articles that I write for Wolfbane Blooms, which is not much. But I've written a few. Maybe more soon. Yeah, we'll see. hopefully. They're trying to get me to write something, which is going to lead right into our movie news. There you go. Um, so the movie news was pretty light until uh, I got here, and we found out that uh, George Romero has died. Rest in peace. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. I It was really weird because I had just seen his name pop up on my Facebook maybe two weeks ago, and the first thing I thought was, oh, no, he died. And they were talking about set photos from a movie, I swear, that, that he was making. That's yeah. It looks like he was producing. Oh, was he uh, producing Road of the Dead? Okay, yeah, so it was going to be a new zombie movie that was in a. Maybe he didn't direct it because he was sick. I don't even know what he died of. So, but I'm sure he he looks. I'm looking at these photos here. He looks like he was you know aging. Yeah, he was in his late seventies. Significantly. I uh, I got to meet him twice. So that's really I was cool. On, Where yeah. at? Um, the first time I met him was at um, uh, weekend or not week? Yeah, wait, what? No, Flashback Weekend, which okay. is, was a horror movie convention that they used to do in Chicago. That sounds Fangoria awesome. sponsored it. Uh, I actually drove past the hotel on my way here that they used to show it at, yeah. or they used to do it at. And uh, I got to meet him, and uh, my prized possession in my collection is my Dawn of the Dead DVD because it's autographed by him, the three main cast members, four main, four main cast members, and Tom Savini. How'd oh, you nice. snatch them all up at once? Or no, just like over years. taking this DVD to everything that you knew that they would... I w- if they were there, I took the DVD. Yeah. Tom Savini was the first person to sign well, it. Well, that's how you got to do awesome. it. And if you want to create your own like memorabilia, is, yep. you know, scout the conventions and just you know follow your favorites. So. In fact, with the last three cast members, they were at a convention once that I was... I was at a different convention, but it was going on at the same time. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't... I don't it's again, it's going to be a lot of money to get all those autographs, but... When am I going to have the chance to to get these? I, yeah, yeah right, I mean, exactly. a lot of people have you know like given me a little bit of criticism, like, oh, you've paid for autographs, whether you know like it be sports figures, musicians, whatever. Yeah, I got the autograph myself, though. You know, yeah. like there are people who pay for it on a sheet of paper and never know where it came from. So I mean, at least I got to shake hands, I got to talk with yeah. you know the person I came out to see. So yeah, I've definitely done that. My funny story with George Romero is I went up to him and. Uh, 
I gave him the DVD, and Tom Savini had already signed it, so I gave it to George Romero, and he was like, "Do you want me to personalize this?" And I was like, "No," because I knew <laughs> I knew that it was gonna. I knew I was gonna get a bunch of autographs at some point. I was like, "I don't want one of them to have my name on it. Like, right, I would rather yeah. it just be like their signatures." Because that, uh, that's what you can guarantee, at least if you get an autograph. Right, because then yeah. it looks better too. I mean, yeah. to the eye, clean, and classy. I was like, "No," and he's like, "What?" And I said. You want to personalize it? And he's like, yeah. And he just wrote my name on it. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. It's like the opener, like to Steven and then from. Yeah, it says to Steven, stay scared, George A. Romero. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, and it's in the top corner, top left corner of the box. So, I mean, it's a cool, and he was one of the nicest people. We'll have to post a photo of that. Yeah, I should. He's one of the nicest people I had ever met in my life, and um, he's, oh my God, was he tall? He was, yeah, he was, I think he was like 6'5". Jeez. He towered, and he had these long-ass arms and stuff. He was kind of creepy to look at, but. He was like his own inspiration for the zombies. Yeah. (laughs) huge, yeah, Yeah. silhouette of a guy, you know. But uh, yeah, it kind of sucks. But I, I mean, love zombies. That's yeah. another thing with my uh, horror background. More than slashers, like you can you can take ownership of that. But I think zombies <laughs> are up there for me. So yeah, I love Some I love news here. I loved Romero's zombie movies. I didn't really care for the last two, but uh, the the original three, yeah, uh, Night, yeah. Dawn, and Day, those were fantastic. And even to a lesser extent, Land. With, they I were was all. Gonna say, I'm going to sound totally. Which the mall, right? That yeah. was uh, that was Dawn of the Dead. Okay, yeah, that yeah. one was not terrible. The one after that was not as good as the first three for sure. Oh yeah, Land of the yeah. Land of the Dead. It was okay. It was it was fine. And um, I got to, I I forgot. I actually got to see uh, Night of the Living Dead in the theater, and he uh, he uh, introduced the film, and I got to ask a question, which was why he. Uh, didn't release Land of the Dead unrated, which is what he did with the other movies. Oh, okay. Um, and it was all about money. <laughs> he basically said that was the only way he could get the film made. Yeah. Oh, he would have to like, you know, because if cut you all the vulgarity and stuff. right, if you release a, a film unrated, a lot of theaters will not show it. Well, yeah, because they Virtually have no none, rated yeah. version. To right. It. They don't so, want to do like an NC seventeen show. Right. So what what he did with Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead is he uh, he got a company to sponsor it or finance it um, a as version. as an, no no as unrated mm-hmm. but they gave him less money okay okay so he I mean Land of the Dead I think cost twenty million dollars and there was no way a studio was going to give him twenty million dollars for an unrated no but, no but they released it unrated on on DVD so good enough. So then, just a little fun thing before we sure. move on for people wondering. George A. Romero, he did claim in 2009 that the A in his name does stand for a fucking genius. So <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> I never heard that. <laughs> he claims at the Spike Awards in 2009 when actually Quentin Tarantino presented him his Lifetime Achievement Award, yes, that... The A and does in fact stand for a fucking genius. I don't think many people would disagree with him. Well, he either. created so, the, he created so the zombie genre. Yeah, I mean, without him, zombie films probably wouldn't be what they are. Right, and you wouldn't have everyone out there either loving or hating The Walking Dead at the same right? time. Right? Yeah, and, I don't even think The Walking Dead would have existed without George Romero. I, I can't oh, imagine it's a any of relationship with The Walking Dead and what they're doing to zombies. I, I want to talk right about it right this moment uh, because I could go on a really long time, but. I don't, I don't like The Walking Dead right now. You are right. right specifically, now. The Walking Dead owes pretty much almost everything to him. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it sucks, but 
they're all getting older, I guess. <laughs> we lost Wes Craven a few years ago, and now we lost Romero. Yeah, so. that one. Uh, that that one has definitely more affected me when Wes Craven died than when. Oh, we George did an Romero we died. did an entire episode on my other podcast about it because Wes Craven. Uh, it's gonna sound it's gonna sound cheesy, but Wes Craven is the reason. I mean, I said I said it about Scream. He is right. the reason that I pursued writing. And he was my favorite director, and I wanted to meet him so badly in my life and just be like, even if I couldn't get an autograph or a yeah. picture or anything, right. I just wanted to meet the man just and be like, be like, hey, you're the reason that I'm where I'm at in my life. And I, I would have loved to tell him you were the reason I couldn't sleep from the age of like <laughs> 5 to 10. So thank you very much you know, for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that broke my heart. Ro- uh, Romero dying, that's, that's horrible, but I didn't really... He wasn't like my favorite director or anything. I, in fact, I, I, I don't know if I've seen any of his movies outside of his dead movies. I've I've heard of them. I don't know um, if I've ever watched any of them. I I have seen. Let's see, I gotta go through stuff. Monkey Shines. You never saw Monkey Shines. Nope. That is, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> That's the one <laughs> I always think of when people are just like. Romero's other films that I always go back That's to Monkeys. Oh no, I saw the Dark Half. I did see that. I did not. I've never seen I, that it, one. I, I saw that, that when I was I much can't younger. I any of them. So silence. I do own one of his other movies or two of his other movies, but I've never watched them. I don't know how you can possibly own so many movies that you haven't seen yet. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I, I own a lot. I own a lot of movies I've never seen. <laughs> okay, he also wrote. Oh. And directed the original version of The Crazies, too. I like that. Yeah, I tried watching that. Well, I like the remake, but I'd never seen the original. I'd never seen the original, but... Yeah, not the original, but the remake. I tried watching it when Netflix used to, you know, you could get the DVDs. Yeah. I mean, you still can, but you have to pay more money. But, like, when Netflix was known for that. I remember getting The Crazies and trying to watch it and being like, I I don't get this. We have absolutely shattered our horror uh, experience stuff too where we talk about what we are into then we talk about how we've never seen this or that yeah. we'll get, get around to it eventually the know? thing is yeah, we, have so all this, many of them. we have <laughs> all this cred but we haven't seen these movies here's the thing is like I don't know about you guys I'm sure it's the same I've seen a ton of horror but there's so much horror it out never there ends. that yeah you'll never be able to see everything and then you start going to other you know like italian horror and stuff like that oh, foreign japanese horror, horror. yeah foreign oh, horror yeah, it's, it's like it's, all... it's insane like i don't have that much time i have a job so yeah. like and I, I do have people looking over my shoulder occasionally you know so uh it's not always appropriate to be watching horror you know even at your own house right so, so it's yeah and sometimes i hate to admit it i'm not i mean i love horror but sometimes i don't want to watch horror yeah, sometimes no, i want to watch it. a comedy or something yeah. so um so other than that um tarantino quentin tarantino has announced he's going to be writing and directing a manson murders which i am very film. excited to talk about. i'm very excited i don't know any details about it but for some reason i'm really like i love true crime i listen yes. to, i listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and stuff and um, I, for some reason, I'm very fascinated with the Manson murders, and I don't know. I've I've seen a lot of documentaries, a lot of film adaptations, and stuff. Yeah, uh, he is not getting a lot of love for this idea. Why? I, I, the first. <laughs> I don't know the Twitterverse and like you know the first takes he's getting I saw a lot of it. critique on choosing this, and didn't he scrap an idea to, in order I to pick this one up? I think he's probably scrapped like 50 or 60 ideas since well, he's... Maybe some people had their movies. hopes up on something else and they're disappointed. But ultimately, Quentin Tarantino will turn it around. This will be a good movie. Yeah. I'm excited. 
Although um, everyone has their everyone has their misstep too. Like Tarantino is not perfect. Eventually, yeah, well, eventually he's going I to make a bad movie. It's extremely like arguable. Some, <laughs> like, you know, the early movies, like that, you know, um, those can qualify, like um, yeah. Reservoir, Do- Reservoir Dogs and uh, Jackie Brown. Those are my my least favorite Tarantino movies. I would agree know. with so, you on like, that. Maybe but maybe those the... are the faltered movies, and we're just going to get greatness until he gets to ten now. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Only only time can tell. See. I don't get how you, the, your bad opinion about Reservoir Dogs and Jackie Brown aside, Trish. <laughs> uh, I kind of agree, though. I, I mean, I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, but I really didn't like Jackie Brown. List. Do you really put those at the top, or do they go at the bottom? The top of his movies, yeah. But what I like about this idea is he's gone into history pieces now, because this is his uh, like third act. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. His first act was he did Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown, which are crime movies. You know. Yeah. He went into Kill Bill 1 and 2 and Planet Terror, which is, I, I obviously, he Kill didn't Bill's do, not horror. He didn't do Planet Terror. He did I'm death, sorry, yeah, Death, death proof. proof. Death Proof. <clears throat> I saw, yeah, okay. And You didn't see either of those, did you? No, I saw them actually in the theater. Death, I saw the whole Grindhouse so presentation, I. okay, with the fake trailers and everything. So, yeah. Uh, I went with my dad, just I want to point that out. <laughs> yes, I guess you wouldn't call Kill Bill horror, obviously, but that was like his blood and guts, right? Yeah. Phase, and now he's in like his historical. Well, yeah, phase that was almost, like Django with like Inglorious Bastards and Django and the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight, but yeah, all, all his of those historical are kind of themed, you know, like Western. All his historical stuff has been fake historical stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it took place in World War II, but it's Tarantino's spin on World War yeah. II. Oh, per- I can't imagine he's gonna want to spin a lot of stuff in this because it's twisted enough to where you can just write it out if you're him, right? You don't need to exaggerate or, or Tarantino and, enough, and a lot of the, a lot of those victims' families are still alive. So maybe like, very uh, not yeah. happy about this. Maybe yeah. that's the sensitivity issue is that like he should have chosen something a little farther back if he wanted to do But like the a thing is that thing. they've done so many even Lifetime made a movie about Charlie Manson like Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's totally washed out, like on that front. It's not even like it's an open wound. Well, I mean, and that David Duchovny TV show, yeah. Aquarius, was all about that too. No, well, but I mean, I mean those Lifetime. You're right. Those Lifetime movies are obnoxious. <laughs> well, here so you if one it. of those has been made, then it's fine. We'll see. I mean, Variety trashing him. A couple of other articles trashing him about it, which I don't understand. I'm excited. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I hope it happens. That's yes. all I'm going to say because I, I right. know a lot of times people You're announce right. I hope things change and then his mind again. yeah. Well, and he almost don't. didn't make. Uh, you know even what though would be we're cool? supposed to be another Amityville. I liked those. Even though we're supposed to be talking about strictly horror, he wasn't going to even make the Hateful Eight. Yeah, I know. First, because uh, Gawker leaked the script yep. and stuff. But and I got to imagine he's going to go full through with this now. If all these articles are out there, especially articles out there bashing him, I would imagine he'd want to tell everyone to go fuck themselves with a good movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny you brought up Amityville because Eli Roth is producing an Amityville horror film. Oh, right. spectacular. I love Amityville. It's called 1974. It's I went be... on my 16th birthday and saw the remake. <laughs> it's going to... That makes me sad. We're, we're, cause I love that. Because I was... No, because I'm talking about, I'm talking about the age. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I was not 16 when that came oh, out. Oh, yeah. No, I was 16. <laughs> I was like 21. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be called 1974. It's a prequel to the original one where it's going to deal with the, uh, uh, DeFeo family 
and what okay. happened at yeah. the Amityville house before what the the the, the hauntings in the in the in original the, movie yeah, the family right. first right yeah. even though they've already done that because Amityville two was yeah. a prequel yeah um, which. Dealt but with not that. like, but not like this. Well, it, it dealt with the yeah. DeFeo family, so I don't know. It's like whatever. I don't like Eli Roth, so. <laughs> oh, you don't? No, I really don't. Well, wait. Did you not? I, I admittingly have never seen the first movie he made. Was it Cabin Fever? Yeah, I right? saw oh, it. I never Cabin saw it. Fever is one of my favorites. You know, speaking of George Romero, like he the was Hostel a lot. Hostel's I, great. I can't stand that. I thought movies. the first one was really good. I, <laughs> no, they're both no, fabulous. I, I thought the story, I loved the Gross idea movies. of the first half of it, of them just kind of doing the partying thing and everything. But then once that, it's on, you know, like it's nonstop, then I, I just enjoyed the first one, yeah. I didn't really care for those. I went and saw Cabin Fever based off of what George Romero said because he oh, really? was he was the one who came out and was just like, "Oh my god, this is the best horror movie in years." And I'm like, "If George Romero thinks it's the best it's horror gotta movie, be it's got to be it's got to be at least good." Right. And I went. And I was just like, I, I didn't hate uh, that movie. Was I was just kind of like, whatever. No, I really liked that it. And I, I remember when it um, when it came out. Yeah, I was old enough to definitely see this. When I was 13 years old, my mom definitely. Got us a copy of that, and we were watching it all together. And I remember that the... Um... Wait, Cabin Fever or Hostel? No, Cabin Fever. Okay, because Hostel's definitely not a family get-together movie. No, no I told you, though, like, my mom <laughs> literally showed me all these horror movies. That is all I watched with her. Which Your mom like, sounds awesome. Yeah, she is. I mean, if she's ever around, you'll meet her. Uh, <laughs> mom, if you're listening, you're awesome. So, you hear that? Just for other... You're talking about the Amityville movie. The guy who is directing it, apparently... Directed, I've never seen this movie, The Remaining. Anybody? No. And then also directed the 2003 skate movie, Grind. We used to make fun of that movie all the time. Well, (laughs) well, you better be hoping that he has uh, definitely improved his craft uh, since Grind. (laughs) That movie was crap. (laughs) Definite crap. Um,. I guess it should be brought up, especially since we were, we mentioned The Walking Dead about the stuntman that died. Oh yeah, I did hear about that on the radio. The uh, I wrote day. it down really quickly, so forgive me if I pronounced his last name wrong. But his name was John Bernecker. Also, rest in peace. Yeah, he fell thirty feet onto a concrete floor. Oh my god! Do yeah. we know um, who he stunted for, or was it a not, non-specific? Not that I know. Let's of. see. Let's pull him up here. Um, I know that he's been doing stunt work for like 10 years. Um, oh, he hit his head. Yeah. About that. yeah. He was, he didn't die right away. He was taken to the hospital no, and then, yeah. then that, it, that really is awful. Yeah. Um, so they had to halt production. Not that that's important, but I just threw that out there. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's relevant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And anytime you can, I mean, this, this might sound a little insensitive, but anytime you can halt production of the walking dead is always a good thing to not have it come out. I mean, I guess, yeah, like, at least they had the decency. What is, okay, I'm going to tell you my opinion about The Walking Dead, and then I'd like to hear your opinions. I tried walking the, tried watching The Walking Dead twice, and the first episode, I'm just like, this is like any other zombie movie I've ever seen in my life. So then I tried watching it a second time, and I rewatched the first episode, and I made myself watch the second episode, and then I'm just like, it's not getting any different. Look at I made myself sick with, like, six seasons of this show. Because I fucking love zombies. That's not a joke, okay? And I like the whole surviving, like, you know, the out in the open, and they're looking for shelter, and they're, you know, there's bad guys, and, you know, it's not just zombies. I like that, like, post-apocalypse 
aspect to it. Um, but yeah, nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> it takes forever in that show. And recently, the turns they've been taking with um, Negan and everything, and I know it's following the comics. It's just uh, I'm I'm just washed out on this show. There's not enough to keep me going, to keep me watching this after so many years have gone by. I'm uninvested now. Voluntarily. I gave my opinion, but I can elaborate. I, see, I, I avoided it for the longest time. You know how everyone's saying you should watch this and watch this, so you avoid it on purpose sometimes. So I started watching it on Netflix and, wa- and just stormed through like the first five or six seasons or so. And then... Uh, I, yeah, I just got tired of getting jerked around. I felt like I invested so much into watching all these that by the time the seventh season rolled around, there should be something else going on. Yeah. It, just, it just it stays stuck in perpetual. So that's where we're, just, the, the love-hate relationship comes with from us. We uh, did watch for a long time Devout. I was like a huge fan, and it, it almost like... It was like uh, self-harm at the end, like it, waiting yeah. for the new episode, like the cliffhangers, like literally you'd watch the episode and be all psyched for it and then be like, what? again, they did this crap to me again. So um, fuck them right now. Okay. <laughs> um, and then a couple more things before we get in the actual review. Um, and this stuff is not news, but um, we this is the first episode, so I'd like to get some, uh, some feedback on your uh, opinions on the It trailer. Or the It movie, I should say. I'm excited to see it. The trailer was really creepy. I will say this. I've been waiting for them to make like an R-rated theatrical yes. film of this for yeah. years. Because I love, I love, my two favorite Stephen King movies are the original It and Pet Cemetery. Those are my two Those favorite. Those are really your favorites? Yes. Oh. Are you going to see The Shining? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like Cujo, but. I, I see. Like, I don't really like that I movie. like Misery. Like, oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, she's sick. Like the, I like like mental thrillers. Like the the more like mentally disturbed you feel at the end of a movie, I think it's better. There's nothing <laughs> and wrong. It's, it's not always about like gore and violence for me. Like it's a I like thrillers a lot. So yeah, Misery was really good. Um, what else is memorable from Stephen King? Um, I thought The Mist was crap. Are you? Podcast over. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, maybe I, I love the mist. I was disappointed. I just recently rewatched that. Yeah, maybe, maybe about I three should rewatch it. Sorry, that got that got no, a strong just... response. <laughs> Joe Every, and Steve. Oh, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just I can't believe that anyone could not like the mist. And now they have that TV show of the mist coming up, which oh. I think which I think is dumb. I didn't I don't, hear about I, that. I'll, I'll give it How a long shot. Could you really exactly. let that go on? Well, it could be like The Walking Dead. Yeah, but that's, I guess, yeah, you don't have zombies, you have giant bugs bugs. and weird shit. You're talking about that trailer. The thing about this, the trailer, the the movie, so many horror movies come out and, you know, they don't look frightening and and everything like, you know, that the It trailer made the movie look kind of, even for me being 30 years old, genuinely frightening. That's why I said this is a scary scary stuff. Well, I'll tell you, there were a couple things, and I've seen the trailer a few times in in the theater, and every time there's one part in the trailer I'm waiting for people to just start laughing their asses off, and they don't. And that's the scene where... Um, there's that that quick shot of him rising out of the water, which mm-hmm. that shot yeah, alone just is just terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yes, I, will, it is. I, oh. I I remember watching it at home, and I'm just like, 
I don't get scared by anything, but I was I almost got chills because I'm like, that's yeah, I, frightening. Yes. Oh, so you don't get scared watching the scary movies? Huh? No, I don't. No, that's part of it for uh, for <laughs> me. I get creeped out. Like I gotta double check the doors, um, all that good stuff. No, that do, doesn't. Like, do a lap in the apartment, check under the bed, nope. closet, <laughs> all that. Everyone, no bad there's guys. this there's this thing I saw on Facebook not too long ago that was just like. Uh, if you're feeling uh, alone, just watch a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You ain't alone no more. Well, you're right. That, the That's part, the cure for it. That's good. That little clip with just your, when the eyes pop up and it's his brother and you can see him. Yeah. And you can see uh, Pennywise in the background. There. Yep. Yeah. That is but that the thing, genuinely scary. The thing, that made, the thing that I laugh at every time I watch the trailer is a, a shot where it's right after that where he's just like, Running towards oh, the yeah. kids. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> the scene of him running is a little bit. I mean, I guess because it's out of context, you know, you can. Yeah, see but that it's, it also funny. looks stupid because he's like. Rah, rah, rah. I'm saying it looks yeah. stupid without like the scary context. Like if you took like all the sound away from that footage, <laughs> it's stupid footage. You know. I will say this much though. I really. This is supposed to be two movies, so this is supposed to be the first of two movies. And because it's a it's a fucking eleven hundred page book, like it's a it's a long long book. But the thing is, the studio was just like, well, if the movie doesn't do well, we're not going to make the second half. And I'm like, that's if you're it's going to do if you do something like that where you're only going to get half the story, you have to commit to both movies. Yeah, especially if you're if you're planning on cutting the production off and leaving the what second half of the book. Yeah. For the next movie, you can't just cut production and yeah. and be like, nope, that's it. I like, thought that I originally thought that they were filming both of them at the same time, but I guess not. They've they've done the first one. They're gonna see how the first one does and see if they want to finish the film. And I'm like, you guys are dumb if you don't. It's very dumb. Even I if it's a it, bad I movie, I want to see well the continuation. Enough, though, because when that trailer first hit, um, I mean, it lit up social media. I hope so. Yeah. Because like I said, I've been waiting a long time for this to get made like faithfully to the book. There's a lot of good, one. lot of good Stephen King. Yeah, I've seen a lot of it. I'm, I'm not all about that the all... movies and books. I'm all about it. I love to do both. I love to compare, to contrast, to talk about that. So, like Stephen King, yeah, that's. I think they can do this, and this will that will be fun. That'll be a whole thing of its own. I've tried to read it. It's so long. And I detailed. have not read. I have not read it, it, but maybe now might be a good time to start. It's a heavy read. It veers off. Yeah, of course, a couple times. So I'm not a big I'm not a big reader. I don't really like to read books. I, I like to read like nonfiction books, but I don't really like reading novels. And no. um, I remember I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get the audio book for it, and that's 50 discs. Jesus, <laughs> I'm not, it's not even an exaggeration. That oh is. my god. <laughs> And All I right. listened to maybe the first seven, and then I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Now, and then by the time the movie's out, I might be halfway, halfway through the book. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because, I mean, when I read, I'm not, like, sitting at home eight hours a day. I mean, I pick up the book for, like, ten minutes because I'm waiting for something else to start, you know? And yeah. then I shut it and whatever, you know? I, I might be reading a book for a month that way. So, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, fun. Okay, well... Do you guys have anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't think at the moment. I can't think of anything that is too uh, uh, too arresting to tell people. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then uh, let's go ahead and get into the review of Pieces. Warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed. It cannot be described. Cannot even be imagined. 
And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Pieces. Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. So what we like to do on this show is we like to, well, what I like to do on my other show, which I'm bringing over to this show because we haven't done this show yet, so I don't know what we like. (laughs) Look at Steve's already telling us what to do. That's right. Okay, I'll listen. Let's go. We're going to go through some fun facts. Yay. Fun. So the... The film we are reviewing today was called Pieces, and it came out on August 23rd, 1982 in Spain, but it came out on September 23rd, 1983 in the U.S. Um, So, there is a scene, and we'll talk about it more in detail when we get to it, but I'll just mention it right now. There's a scene where some Asian dude just jumps out of nowhere and just starts like doing all these karate moves and stuff to this one woman, and then... Uh, I don't want to go into details anymore about that. We'll get to it. But um, that was it's a, not out of context either. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a Bruce Lee in, uh, impersonator. And it was added because the producer, Dick Randall, was also making kung fu films at the time. So really? he just decided to throw that in there, even though that scene makes absolutely no sense. So what, like when the actors was just like on the set, like doing something else, and he's like I, jumping I have, in and played? I guess, and I guess he wanted footage? to. I guess he wanted to cross over his kung fu films with his horror films. Well, that's... try to plug his other stuff. Like, right. Did you like that one kung fu scene? I a, make movies. Like this. It was just like a, the tiniest cameo. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the look of the killer was modeled after the comic book character, the Shadow, which is totally apparent. And especially when he's watching the chicks doing the aerobics. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he's a silhouette. Yeah. It's yeah. totally off topic, but terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> the one with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yes. Uh, was it Alec that. Baldwin or Val Kilmer? It was Alec Baldwin. It was Alec yeah. Baldwin? <clears throat> uh, the guts and gore were real. They were animal guts and blood from a slaughterhouse. No way. Yeah. Go figure. I was thinking the the gore looks good. Yeah. Uh, well, that explains I'll t- it. I'll say that the film actually looked good, like physically looked good. Yeah, it was shot well. Um, it wasn't like uh. And for for a film that's like thirty something years old, it looked pretty good. Yeah, it was it was decent. I mean, I've definitely seen worse, um, like shot movies. You know, yeah. so uh, visually, all right. Yeah. Uh, the film was a financial success. And a sequel was wanted by the director, but it just never happened. Never materialized. I would, take a sequel. I would too, especially because of that ending. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Obviously, there is a lot going on with this movie that you know needs to be explained now. Uh, In that last two seconds, they open it up to a lot of um, potential. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the director has a cameo as a photographer. Interesting. Okay, really. That's interesting, yeah. Um, the director's cut, which is what we watched, was released on DVD in America in October 2008. Uh, it was released on Blu-ray last year, March 1st, 2016. You know... And it came with a replica of the puzzle. Really? That, yes. That's cool. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of want the puzzle from the thing because, you know, the pin-up, like, pop art, like, that, that like, struck a chord with me. I liked it right away. I don't know why, but... Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Cool. And the film currently holds 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. I would give it more than that. Yeah, I probably would too. But But 
We're not there you know, yet. for, we're not qual- there yet. for right. quality of film, I think forty two percent is good enough. You're right. You're right. For entertainment value that I've gotten out of it, yeah. it needs should be higher. Yes, that's exactly it. It's as entertainment value, it's worth more. Yes. So, let's go through the film. Usually, well, usually this is the first episode. Uh, what I like to do on the other podcasts is do beat by beat. We're gonna try and do that. I'm not super, super, super familiar with this. Uh, with this movie enough to do like a really strong beat by beat, but we'll, well, let's we'll see try. What we can do. Yeah, we're we'll gonna, see what we're, we're going to like, We're going to brush over the plot. So see. the movie starts with a small child, maybe 10, uh, putting together a, a puzzle on, on the floor while he's singing around, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, his mother comes in and sees that the puzzle he's putting together is a naked woman. <laughs> And first question. Don't you hate when that happens? Question one: Where did this kid get this puzzle? My guess would be from his dad, right? Because his dad is in the air force or something like that. Could be. And And she does say, "Yeah, you're a gross little." She has a thing. She's mad about his his dad. All right. Question two: Why the hell would anybody ever have a puzzle of a naked woman? Uh, that to me seems like maybe like old school. Like I mean, the, what the, little the scene, boys did before I, they could get their hands on like The scene does take place in the 40s. Yeah, so. that, that to me seemed appropriate. But they had Playboy they had yeah, some form maybe, of magazine back then, right? Maybe, maybe yeah. he couldn't. It just seemed to me like that seemed appropriate. I'm guessing he's playing a game of beat the clock. What I want to know. see if you can put the puzzle together first huh. or come first. Oh. <laughs> That's an interesting game. Are you uh, familiar with this? <coughs> I'm just just that uh, you came just up with that. All right. Um, so then mother comes in, freaks the fuck out. I, yes. Yeah, dude. Starts talk beating about the hell out of her kid. Like, what's wrong with you? That is not how you parent. Yeah, she's beating the crap out of the kid and just like you're horrible, just like your father. Which immediately, because we just did, we just reviewed the Tobey Maguire Spider Man at my other podcast. Okay. Immediately made me think of the scene where Mary Jane's leaving the house and her father because oh, yeah. he's like, "You're trash. And you'll always be trash." <laughs> that makes me think of. Um, What's that one where she goes, stupid bitch? Oh, natural born killers. Natural born was killers, the, yeah. And was I the only one though who was surprised at just how quickly the mom went off on him? Yeah, like she yeah. went from zero to like it's a the, million miles an hour. Like it's the worst thing she's ever seen in she her life. She acts like she caught him with like cocaine and hookers in his room <laughs> instead of the puzzle. Yeah, like, I mean it's. And it. then she just starts throwing away all of his stuff, or she wants to. Well, she, like, yeah. she don't, you know that that was it right there. I think. Okay, she, she so, I'd like to know what else this kid did to build this yeah, up. You know, right, or this what kind little, of mother it, this, is this? Does he never deserve it? Does he always? Is it nature versus nurture? Was he like this and did it to her? You know. <laughs> I have a feeling you're asking too many questions mm-hmm. about this. But shortly movie. after that, she gets the axe. It is an axe. Yeah, he brings in an axe. Yeah, and just I don't know where that comes from. It must be like in the closet or whatever. Because uh, he's well, you just don't chilling keep, in you his don't, room. You don't keep an axe in your closet? No, I don't have an axe in my entire apartment. <laughs> well, you're just not living in the now. No. <laughs> well, they're living in the 40s then, too. So, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. maybe they got to chop but, some firewood, whatever. In the so, 40s, they probably everyone had an axe. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're right, so he hacks her up. And then well, then he he fucking hits her in the face with the axe, and then he like a good like ten times, and he's like, and somebody's ringing the doorbell at the same time when this is the going neighbor. on. Yeah, it's yeah, the neighbor lady. and and uh, then he just somehow saws off her body and does something with the body because the body's gone yeah, when the police the, the show body, up. The blood, everything's like you know temporarily off to the <laughs> side, and he's able to get in the closet and look 
um, I, like an innocent crying victim. And I've, clean, I've it's never, all clean. I've never um, like sawed somebody up. Honest, I haven't. Uh, I swear. <laughs> Not recently, anyway. <laughs> um, but I would think it would take a while. I'm pretty I don't... sure the bones do. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine it would take a while combined with him being like 10 years right. old. And he you... doesn't have a saw. He has an axe. Well, he had a he saw. He gets a saw. Yeah, remember? he had a saw oh, when yeah. you saw him. Yeah, because you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I'm going to say I love that shot because like, even though I know he's just sawing a piece of wood right off frame, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it just gets, it totally uh, works. Yeah, yes, you like, totally uh, do. That's a good scene and that totally does always work when yeah. you uh, do. And it's almost comical when they do it that way too, like yeah. a shadow puppet, you know. But you want to talk about comical. Let's talk about what he says when he comes out of the closet. Like the police oh, show up. Mommy. Yeah, he's like, Nami, where's Mommy? It's like the, let's the talk worst. about the dubbing. Yeah, yeah. there was something about the I think tall that's the first time too, we noticed right? that. Something like that. Yeah, he set up the it the whole Yeah, thing. something like that. But like, oh my god, I don't we couldn't find any actual information about this, but the film is directed by a Spanish filmmaker and it was made in Spain. But as far as I can tell, because the cast is American, this was an American made film. It was just shot in Spain. So but there's this terrible, terrible dubbing going yes. on. And I don't know if it's because the audio was bad and they just wanted to redo it or something. I don't know. It was pretty bad. Joe brought it to my attention. But it's so clear it's dubbing. Yeah. That's the part I, I, I know movies like this, obviously, even in the 80s, like now, they don't get huge budgets to work with. Especially but, not a whole, like a slasher yeah, film. Yeah, especially something like this, too. Yeah. It's not going to get... It had like a $2 million budget or if, something, if right? That, well, if, the, the movie made $2 million, and it was a, a success. So okay, probably, so it had to be way less yeah, than Yeah, way less million. than that. You couldn't find someone who knew anything about the dub and said, this looks uh, a little fucked up here, guys. And I'll tell <laughs> you, I wrote it down. Where did I write it? Uh, oh, when I really noticed... Well, I noticed it when the kid was like, mommy, mommy. But there's a scene later where these, like college students are making fun of this like they're teasing this professor oh yes. yeah and there's, I know exactly it clearly. And there's a part where the there's this one girl she's like you know what the greatest thing ever is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed yeah that part and i'm just like first of all it's a ter- it's terrible that, dialogue that is not, and that is not <laughs> even the best thing in the world let me tell you from someone who smoked weed and laid on waterbeds it's not the best I just, okay i just think it's funny the way she's like, smoking Hot. Yeah, and like also, shaking her tits around with no bra on, like in a white cashmere top, and then just goes to like try and bone the teacher. Uh, yeah, right. We're jumping. So she, yeah, we are jumping. We're jumping, yeah, we're, but can, just, we, can, can we just point out too that they're in no college at no period in time where kids ever smoking weed in the hallway <laughs> as the teachers or anything like walked by? I'm sure that was yeah, not no, happening. I, I really yeah, don't my think kind so. Of college. Right? Everybody's kind of college. <laughs> Um, so then we go into the credits and I want to point this out cause I noticed it immediately is that, and I don't know why it's like this, but the name of the actor who played the Lieutenant is in white and the rest of the credits are all in red. I didn't I did not yeah, notice, I noticed that. that immediately and I'm just like, Oh, cause I forgot who the killer was when I was watching the movie. I was like, I wonder if he's the killer. And I was like, that's pretty stupid to do that. Right. And, but it's the Lieutenant. So I'm like, what the hell? It's maybe, a, maybe it's another red herring because the whole movie was sprinkled could be. with them. It could also be the guy, who's the, whoever the actor was now, I can't remember. Christopher George. That he wanted top billing. Well, that he, was their way of giving him top billing. Is changing him his and color. the uh, actress who played the uh, cop who went undercover as a tennis instructor, which we'll get to. Was his? They were married. Okay. Huh. So, and I think they were on soap operas and shit. So he may have been the big name in the movie. Right. Yeah. He died. Like the year the movie came out, like so. Huh. Um. So yeah. So we get Back the credits, the yeah. and then um. I guess it's when they 
Actually, oh, it, you know what it is? It's the next scene is the killer opening a box and taking right. stuff out of it. And uh, oh yeah, the and he, placing them in his uh, he takes trophy, the, the puzzle out and yeah. all that shit. Does his little ritual where yep. he um, assembles the portion in which he's just acquired. And then we get a scene where this girl's studying. And oh she's yeah, right, with her ass out. Right, that was the first thing I noticed too. I'm just and like, then like some creep walks up behind her and she doesn't say like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Because that would be my first instinct. Get the fuck out. Well, of she here. did. Remember, she asked the groundskeeper. She was sitting there studying and she asked how long he's gonna be. Yeah, but she doesn't cover her ass. <laughs> Well, yeah, but who, it would, when it's like they, a bad point. But when they cut to that shot of her from his point of view, her ass isn't out. It's covered by her skirt. Right. Because that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now I feel like I'm watching a porn. That's exactly what it was. It was like a bad porn. But I think horror likes to trot that line. Yeah. Uh, so I'll allow it. I allow it. Well, I we, always allow it. Oh, by the way, we should have said so. Spoilers. Oh, galore. <laughs> We're we're reviewing a movie and we're talking about it piece by piece. You should have gotten the hint that <laughs> we were gonna piece by piece. Uh, wow, I see there. what you did. I didn't do it. You <laughs> did. Okay. Um. So yeah, your fault. If you're still listening and you're upset about spoilers, you, that's how, on you. How dare you uh, complain about spoilers for a film that's 34 years old? I, also, I think the name "Pieces" it's pretty self-explanatory. About I mean, what we, the movie's yeah, we just made it, we just made a pun on the title. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. All right. Um. So yeah, she gets killed. She gets her head cut off. Right. Which, I, fucking hilarious. Gnarly. <laughs> And nobody sees this. You, it, you are. Oh yeah, it is in broad are, daylight. Yeah, right. and broad you are to believe daylight. that she is like open, on campus. Yeah, an open yard. Like yeah. obviously it's an open yard because the guy is working over there. You know, like yeah, it's a it's a very peaceful campus. You know, this, so uh, far we haven't had to ask many questions up. in that movie. I, I don't think the people in that town ask a lot of questions. No. Until this all started happening, and then that one like college student was like, "I'm gonna help the police." Oh yeah, the um the like hero, I think his the, name was the jock hero. Yeah, he was kind of cute. I want. I was rooting for well, him. Well, good. If you're gonna say that, I'm gonna be like, "Well, all these other chicks are fucking hot." Yeah, there was a lot of good tits in that movie. <laughs> Shit, admirable. Um. So then the police show up, uh, investigating. Yeah, they're total. Yeah. Gummies about it. Yeah, they're like we can't find. They can't find her head, but they found the rest of her body. Uh, and I wonder what that means. And you know, yeah, I got to be honest. I uh, w- when the cops were investigating stuff, I I didn't. I tuned in and out because I was like, this is not super essential <laughs> to the plot. That's like, exactly no, what I did. Like, too. I get it. Like I, I know you guys are investigating it, but I can't imagine that I'm going to have to understand to know this, this part yeah. to totally get it so not necessary um, <laughs> that is exactly what i did do, too. Um, i actually had to go back and read the wikipedia like, yeah, like breakdown because i'm just like shit i'm missing something <laughs> and i have to talk about this on a podcast yeah. so i need listen, to know i think that was part of what the movie was trying to do because um the thing that they did with the killer like guessing the killer like threw me for a loop because um i guess yeah it was supposed to be like more obvious you know and they really made some jabs at it so when i saw like oh it's not that guy then i started like paying it like okay i'll take i'll play ball i just find it funny that um i sat down okay here's what happened i i was like i'm gonna watch the movie the night before we do the podcast so it's like fresh in my memory i didn't forgot no i didn't forget but i didn't get home till you know after midnight and i'm like fuck now i gotta watch this movie i don't want to (laughs) 
like, uh, yeah, I really don't like to have to force a movie. <laughs> so then but I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm taking notes and writing down like the fun facts and the trivia and all that shit. And I'm trying to pay attention to the movie at the same time. And I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not paying attention. I'm missing stuff. And I'm like, you know what? It's a fucking slasher film. Who you gives don't a fuck? really need to. Is the next person been killed? Have I missed a death yet? That what? was the one thing. Every yeah. time a death was happening, I was like paying attention. Yeah. Then you have to watch <laughs> yeah. that. That's but basically. Then, but um, I remember, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh shit, there's aerobics going on. What the hell did I miss? <laughs> like, they're just doing it again that, for the ass candy. That is also something that this movie enjoyed to do a lot was just kind of bounce around campus of like, we're the here. Different. Well, now yeah. we're here because well, I now think we're the, here. I think the next scene after they're like, we can't find her head. Blah blah blah. Is the girl in the swimming pool? Right, because they do give you a couple of, of kills, like, back-to-back, back, I think, right? Yeah. Well, and, in the beginning, yeah, they do. Oh, um, and they also have no the teasing of the professor, those those chicks teasing, which didn't really lead anywhere. No, but, it, you know, what it led you to, it was supposed to lead you to believe that the, um, that the professor might have... Yeah, Some there were a intentions. lot of uh, red herrings in the yeah. in the sh- in the movie. They, it was very cheeky that way. <laughs> I yeah. do love the, when they're when she is smoking the weed in front of the professor. That is a yeah, she blows it right in his perfect face. example in this movie of just the type of acting that you will be in for through that most thing, of the movie. What are you movie. talking about? She That's was, how I go through my entire life. She was terrible. And I don't know if, if she was actually terrible or if it was whoever the hell did the dubbing of her voice. The dubbing. The dubbing. <laughs> also, the professor's reaction to what she says to him, he acts like he's in a cartoon or something. Like he doesn't know how to react yeah. while he stares straight at her, yeah. at her fucking tits. And, like, straightens his tie and, like, you know, airs his vest out or whatever, you know. It's getting oh, hot in But there. the swimming pool, right? Yeah. That's where, yeah, the swimming pool. Oh, okay. Did, so... The there was pool. great gore in that scene. Is that did, where they use the animal guts? Probably. The whole movie, right? Yeah, yeah. throughout the whole movie. Did you, did you think that that was like an odd-looking swimming pool? Yeah, it was really... Uh, they have very nice, like, these window things. It looks like it belonged in, like, a mansion Country in California Club. or yeah. something. Country it wouldn't Club. surprise me if that's where it yeah. was shot. But it was supposed right? to be, like, a campus swimming pool. Yeah. So you guys want to put up, like, University of... Nah, fuck it. Just film you it. You know what? That is <laughs> a good point, because if you think of a college swimming pool, it's more like a like Olympic-sized swimming pool. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and, the, and there's usually much stands more of like where a people can club watch style, and shit. Um, right. just like personal use pool. Yeah, I never, I didn't even really think about that. Well, we did. It's interesting. Yeah. So how does he kill her? I don't remember now. He I... jabs her right in the middle oh, with that's the chainsaw. Right. That one Wait. is pretty gory, actually. Oh no, I'm thinking of the, the water. He bed. shreds her open in that one. That's right. Okay. Starts to he gets in and her and then she's and running her away and she. Uh, yeah. Uh, she trips, right? She trips, right? And it goes right up against like one of the pillars of the yeah. pool or something. And he and gets he her right up against a pillar, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. right. And then that is the one, that is the girlfriend that belongs to the boyfriend who becomes... The main character, Yeah, because that yeah. is where he like stumbles in, right? Which he, this is interesting is that like, and I guess, have you guys ever heard the concept of the, of the final girl? Uh, uh, yeah, the survivor. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, this movie kind of has a final girl and a final guy. Yeah. Because it's got the like, the the cop, cop lady. Yeah. yeah. And then, and, but then, and then you the, also have the, the guy. That and happens. it's it's interesting because, uh, like, statistically, male driven slasher films don't really do well and aren't really received well. No, because the blood's got to go with the tits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just that, I if, mean, if we're talking at, statistics here. If you I, look I, at a film like um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which was male-driven instead of it's female-driven. It's all, yeah. Um, like, it's just which not. Which is also underrated, though. Okay. Uh, we can talk about that another we time. We will. I, if this show continues on, I got a lot of 
lot of ideas. Obviously, we keep getting <laughs> off topic. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, where was I? We're talking about the pool still. All yeah. right. Okay, so, so they he... shred her up. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then I don't. God, I don't we're talking about knows. the lone girl theory, where the lone no, 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 girl I know the lone man. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I, this might be the only movie I can think of off the top of my head where it's kind of got like both going on. Yeah, because yeah. in other horror movies, the guys survive, but that's just by them surviving. It's, yeah, the, the, the story's it's, not about them. Yeah, surviving. it's always there's always that one, you know, Laurie Strode, right, or Nev Campbell know, and Scream. It's yeah, like you just happen to be the guy with her. People, and survive. Yeah, people like, are more interested in there being a. Which is really what's funny about slasher films is everyone always talks about how uh, female characters in, in in slasher films are always weak and they're always the ones that get killed right away. Blah 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 blah. But nobody ever points out that almost every slasher film out there, the survivor and the hero is a, is is a, a woman. Yeah. Yes. So who I, always has to always sometimes why uh, physically beat up the killer yeah. too at the same time or kill or physically yeah. overpower them at some point yep. and so. it's it's funny i mean like they reference texas chainsaw on their yep. thing texas chainsaw has a you yep. know female survivor so i, I mean does she survive yeah in texas chainsaw uh-huh. yeah she does she's crying in the car yeah. Yeah. driving away don't they put her in the sequel she's in the four- yeah she's yeah. in the fourth one right like that movie as well. Anyways, wait, the fourth one or the first? No, one? just Texas okay. Chainsaw. <laughs> All right, the fourth one is yes, the, classic the fourth one, one in particular. Yeah. Put that right up at the top of the list. Classic. I'd be like, this is another reason we're not doing the podcast anymore. <laughs> All right, this is going to be the first and last time you hear from so, me. Yeah, but then, nice knowing you. You're right, because then the guy comes into the pool, and then uh, the groundskeeper, right, comes who is played by the guy who played Bluto in the Popeye movie. I just wanted really? to point that out. Yeah. Does he, is he able to take that career. look off his face? I don't think so, because oh. I think that's the way he looks in uh, yeah. Popeye. All so though. that Well, that's why you just said Popeye, and I'm like, oh my god, it makes so much sense I now. love that guy, though. He was hilarious, because he always asked the question, and he'd be like... Well, that, that face, <laughs> you're doing it, that face but, is what made him kind of creepy yeah. in this. And talk about a red herring. That's yeah, like that was an face red herring. I knew it but wasn't him. Do we also, does anyone else know, like, they set him up, right? That's yeah. where you go next. Is they set him up to come in there. But then he, like, physically attacks the cops, like, beats the shit out of them. But then he's back to work the next day, like, trimming the hedges. Yeah. And it's like, time. first off, well, why did happens. you beat the shit out of the cops? Because it doesn't turn out that he has anything to do with any of this. Right. So why did he attack the cops? But and go ahead, George. And second off, like, how did they? Yeah, not keep him. Like, there's no charges. The there's a dead body. He's covered in blood, and he has a chainsaw. And they even bring it up later. You know, the the lieutenant. He's going. Uh, we couldn't hold him on any charges. It's like, okay, all right. These cops really don't know what they're doing in this town. You know, sometimes you just have to take it for what it is in these horror movies. Yeah. So um. who's the next kill? Oh, waterbed. She's Is that next. really next? Wait, they also remember because they're collecting pieces. So the girl that got killed in the pool. You know, with the head is the first, and then the torso is the yeah. next piece. And of, the next one is the aerobics. I thought. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think no. She's the one who loses. Her no, arm. no. This is where. Isn't this where? Um, you meet the the under undercover officer. You meet the yes. undercover okay. officer. Okay, I wanted to point. I do want to point this out because this is where you meet her and she does so, her thing. Yeah, so she comes in and they're like, "This is a police officer, but she's gonna go undercover as this 
tennis champion. That's yes. what they said. Now, right there and then, I'm just like, why would nobody, if she's a tennis champion, wouldn't she be recognizable? Like, I... Yes, um, absolutely. Was, By at least was, at least one person wait, on a she was on a college campus, especially a college campus that has later. Yeah, but as that, that as that yeah, champion, I think that was like she her, looked that I much like that been, person. I think she'd been undercover and she was genuinely good at tennis, and that was like her second. Interesting. I didn't write it down, but on IMDb it said that no, nobody actually knew how, knew how to play tennis in the movie. They had to <laughs> learn how to do that. That's what. Yeah, they claim. I don't know. Maybe just to put them in the skirts and stuff. Then not only was she an undercover cop, but she's also a former tennis player. That's what at least it says on. This is, I mean, so maybe, this is Wikipedia's definition of. Uh, I love that we have to go to these things. Mary Riggs's background is that she is a, a tennis player um, in yeah. real life. Her real life. Who said that? Wikipedia? Yeah. Well, somebody's wrong because IMDb said the opposite. That's got to be IMDb's guy. All right, right, this is conflicting stories. So, whatever. They send her in there on the account that she's a tennis player. Yeah. And why is that relevant to college kids? Again, I. Don't know. We're not really supposed to ask questions. They could have made her anything, I guess. But yeah, yeah, the waterbed is next. Is it really? It seemed like it was later in the movie. That's a great kill, though. Because yeah, it's the same girl, though. She, the girl who was doing the dance thing. He follows her. I, yeah. thought, I thought she was the one who got killed in the elevator. <laughs> We're really good at this, guys. We are way off. <laughs> no, you're right. He's right. Trish, that's she finishes the dance routine and then they go in the elevator. Yeah, because the elevator is a fucking bloody mess. We're back oh, on track now. But yeah. the elevator is an absolute bloody mess. He takes her arms and shit. Right. Yeah. But I want to. I just there's two things okay. I want to point out. One was the uh, the guy looking in the in the uh, door while they're doing the aerobics. There is actually a shot. I don't is know he if there's beating it. No, I don't think so. I thought <laughs> it was. It was really heavy breathing, and I thought he was beating it. Um. Uh. The. I'm distracted. No, I'm like I'm like totally off track now. Um, there's there's at least one shot, possibly more, where they cut. They have a shot where they're showing the girl doing the aerobics in the actual like from the inside, and you see, you can cl- see clear as she day. Is, it looks like that, she's looking directly at. Yeah, that he's just standing there, like the complete silhouette. And I'm like, how the hell do you not see this? They were, I guess, you know, tied up. And and routine. that that shot of him looking through the door is what makes him look exactly like uh, the shadow. So yeah, I, they did that. Um, I think once again um, when he was, or maybe it was once before in the pool hall area when around the hallway gave him his silhouette shape. So um, and well, the other, go ahead. and it is clear. You're right. It looks like the camera. The way they have that shot, she's looking directly at him. In the window, like, how do you not see this weirdo with this hat on looking directly at you? Exactly, and the, and he's there's two scenes where he's doing that because there's one scene where there's like a whole bunch of people doing aerobics, and then there's another scene where it's just the one girl doing the aerobics, and that's that's the scene where he ends up getting, uh, or ki- ends up killing her in the elevator, which I, I love that because her arm gets cut off and it's. So There's a, it's always for a fountain, you know, a good fountain, a good gush of blood. Yeah, you know? talk about a fountain, Jesus. Yeah, I always like a good squirt like that, you know, when they can um, cut it off at an artery or a vein, you know, and get a... It's some... always good to have a good squirt. Yeah, I was going to laugh wish. at it too. But, I... <laughs> <You> <laughs> but yes, next, after that one, which is, 
I don't know if that's the bloodiest one in the movie, is it? In the elevator? It's pretty close. I'd say it you, might be. They let it Well, fly. maybe maybe not the end of the movie. That is true, but we haven't gotten there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so far, yes, I'd say probably. <laughs> yeah, that's the most blood we've seen yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I would assume it's the waterbed scene after that. Yes. Okay. But he does not use a chainsaw in the waterbed. Which, right. this scene doesn't make any sense to me, because doesn't he just stab her He just death? stabs her and yeah. then drags her off. And he doesn't and, like, take he, any pieces he, from no, her. No, he just kills her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, what was the point of that? Um, just to show how cold-blooded I think he really is, right? Uh. <laughs> well, when you think about, like, in the end, now that we know who the killer is, like, she kind of mocked him, didn't she? That's the, the bitch with the tits. Was it? Yeah. Because I thought it was, but that's I wasn't the bitch 100% with the tits sure. That's the waterbed, yeah. Okay, I thought so that just because the of the waterbed. I got, that's and what the I... hairstyle's the same. I mean, I guess. I, 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 I hope could be so. Because that I would be stupid so, to have. More... It would be stupid to have that scene. I and think then... it just makes more sense now that we know that that um, school guy did it. Yeah. The school guy. Well, don't get school guy. What do you call them? The dean, the yeah. warden, the, the de- teacher. The warden. The warden. <laughs> this is Boy, a it's prison. Been a long time. <laughs> Obviously, you see how I did. Don't get. Rule. Don't give away the end of the movie. And again, I did it. No, every time someone gets killed, which I know in horror movies that's how they get killed, but there is literally nobody around when people die, right? Yeah. She leaves, and then all of a sudden the. 12, 15 girls she was in the aerobics class, but none of them else walk out the door. She's there alone all of a sudden. Well, that's because, well, no, they go to another scene of the girl going to the bathroom. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. You're right. So, but what I always think is funny about horror movies is everyone always leaves. So, like, uh, if if it's a group of people and that one person needs to die in the scene, everyone has to leave. And the one person's always just like, no, I want to stay and do my aerobics on my own. Which is... (laughs) <laughs> retarded. I mean, like, if I was in this kind of situation where my friends are being picked off, and usually they're aware of it. Yeah, and this by this point, there's a, by this point, there's three dead people. Yeah, in a town where like nothing ever happens. And I'll tell you, if I was on a college campus and one person was murdered, I'd be out of there. Do they know though? <laughs> Weren't the police yeah, trying to I, keep it quiet in the movie? Well, they, they at yeah, one, they, at they least were that one to keep student. It quiet. They're like, oh, we don't want. Uh, they they did. Well, that's, be, that's because the dean wanted more people to kill. Mm-hmm. That also <laughs> makes more sense now. Yeah, that the dean wanted to cover it up because he's the killer. The okay. <laughs> if you didn't get it when we spoiled way. it before, now you got it. It right? was the dean. He did it. <laughs> so he then did the, all of them. So the next scene is the next scene, the one with the uh, the music being played. Yes. Over, okay, yes, this is a scene I wanted to talk about too. So the music's being played, and uh, this other chick ends up getting like cut in half. While the music's being played and the undercover cop is tr- meeting up with uh, Bluto trying to yeah. uh, trying to um, stop the music. Yeah. Right. And then they find her body in there. And <laughs> her reaction play. is the best thing in the entire fucking movie. No, Bastard. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Bastard! I might play that over this. Which is also another <laughs> Yeah, example. get that on soundboard and edit that in here because uh, that was a great Oh, my God. Scream. Talk about over the and top. And it was like, um, almost like, yeah, like her death scream. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you're not dead now. All she's saying is, oh, the, the, we were trying to turn off the music, and if we if the music hadn't been playing, we would have known about this and been able to stop it. I think she was acknowledging, too, that she fell into, like, the trap, you know? Like, Could be. The, the music trap. Yeah. So, yeah. Overacting. Way overacting. Mm, maybe overdubbing. 
Uh, that did, that scene for some reason didn't seem like it was yeah, that dubbed. Scene, that scene they paid attention to. Interesting. Maybe they wanted it deliberately. Maybe to they just be. couldn't. Maybe they were like, they're like, we need you to dub this. Can you do this? No, I, can, this I cannot. Is horrible. I, I cannot. I cannot match this intensity. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look at yeah, the right. look on her face. I can't get her back in here and yeah. do it. <laughs> um. So yeah, she that that chick gets cut in half. Her legs are gone. So, so what, yeah, what, I wonder what, what's happening. Oh, by the way, we should probably point out that throughout after everyone after someone's killed, there's another scene of the killer putting the puzzle that we saw in the beginning yeah, of the movie I, I together. Did a brief rundown, right, which like, I actually kind of more liked. and more pieces there yeah. as he gathers the pieces. So you almost get a running tab on how complete the movie is. Yeah, I just like how they're trying in this movie where it's all just trash and like tits and gore. That they try to do something kind of artistic like that. Where yeah. It's like, do you get it? Like, do you see? <laughs> do you like, do you see? Do you see? Yeah, it is the one. Like, I told you, I liked the puzzle thing. That the um that it was like a symbolism for the the murders like throughout the entire movie. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that one. That well, the type cool of plot thing. of it is actually not that dumb of a plot. It's just the way the movie. I'm impressed was that it has out. such a substantial plot. So. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, um, he's should... got the legs, but he does not have the feet. And the movie does—they do this scene too, where they look in at feet, and you know it's coming. I should—I do want to point out one little just tidbit that we actually two things. Um, one is because we're a podcast called Camp Blood. Uh, there was a Friday the Thirteenth poster on the on the one of the walls in one of the scenes. Just wanted to point that out. That's really well, cool. I, I didn't notice that. it. I can't remember Wait, what is scene it, part it is. Of the part three? No, it's the is first it? one. Is it? Yeah, I don't. And there's another movie poster too, and maybe it was part three. I didn't. I couldn't tell what the other poster was, but the first one's definitely in there. Um, also, we should have we gotten to the scene with the kung fu guy. We have not, which I think is coming up. If if going through the movie chronologically, that would be coming up shortly, right? Where they just kind of cut to the tennis player undercover cop walking. Yeah. To go meet up with somebody and then as you know out of nowhere she is just attacked <laughs> yeah this guy just jumps out of nowhere asian dude starts doing karate moves like up in her face and she's just like screaming and like trying to get back and he just keeps doing then he falls face down on the ground and the student kendall whatever his name is right shows up and he's like oh my god are you okay what happened and then the guy gets up he's like oh this is my karate instructor and he gets up he's like oh i don't know what happened the last thing i remember was i was walking and then i was face down on the ground must have been something i ate bad chop suey yeah extremely <laughs> racist but it oh, did work man. because it introduced you know you know like it, it brought those two together I but guess. It, that scene was completely it's pointless so random, Point, yeah. totally pointless it was a little bit of um comedic relief i guess i guess but it's it, it, just, really it makes no up. sense well, and a when, lot of things don't make sense in this movie yeah that and, was a uh, purely <laughs> entertainment value yeah. and it was worth it anytime when i told a few people that we were reviewing this movie for the for the podcast i'm just like i'm like oh we're reviewing pieces it's a uh 80s slasher film there's a scene in the movie where this guy just shows up that's the first thing i tell everybody because it's totally random yeah and it's just so stupid yeah it's stupid for sure maybe they thought they had a chance at doing like some sort of crossover like thing for the sequel if it succeeded yeah Yeah, they decided to make the sequel i don't know i think they just wanted to um get cute about (laughs) it you know what i mean like hey wouldn't it be funny yeah okay so uh the feet Uh, those are going to be... 
Now, doesn't, yeah, he, doesn't he... Oh, I remember what happened. So he has the legs and the shoes don't fit on the feet. Is yeah, that... the shoes okay. fall off his little corpse uh, doll that he's building and he's very disappointed. And then they, they show us a scene of Mary's feet like in a pair of shoes looking, you know, nice and sexy and clean and like, you know, what he wants. So now we know he's coming for her. Right. She is set up to go uh, interview him, I think, alone. That's um, smart. Well, <laughs> I think at the time she doesn't see him. She's not interviewing him as a suspect. She's there's, interviewing there's him like as a... There's like five dead people. Yeah, Everyone should be and a like, suspect. Did you the... not see Scream 2? Yeah, I know. And like, <laughs> where are like the real police? Like the not undercover police? The lieutenant who just chews on a cigar and never lights yeah. the fucking thing throughout the entire movie? I forgot about that I actually that know too. someone who does that, who is legitimately... That's the only way they consume That's their That's so disgusting. I'm yeah. sorry. Smokeless. But yeah, you're right. They... Before she goes to the interview, though, they run through those old, like, police files and shit, and then they find out that the Dean was that kid. He yeah. changed his name and and everything. But which, it's still in the police file. Yeah, which yeah, oddly no, enough, I don't separated. understand how that would be like, in a police she file. Is, she's doing the one thing, and they're at the same time discovering that it's him. So that is how they, they run around to meeting to up me, To me, that felt that scene where he's just like, we just got the police file, and this is in that... That just seemed like somebody was like, okay, we're going to shoot the end scene. Oh, right. fuck, we forgot to write the end. Like, oh, so the killer's this guy, but wait, what? how is that going to happen? Like, oh, okay, I got we gotta it. we got to explain everything Which that we just did this whole movie. It makes, doesn't really make sense. You just have to. Yeah. No sense because the kid was never a suspect in the beginning of the movie, right? right? So why would it be in the files that he changed his name? Why would you have a police file on him to begin with? Right. Well, because like, his parents were murdered. It's an open That's case. That's true. But why would... Yes. The, the, the police file wouldn't have been about him. It would have been about the murder. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it, it haunted him or whatever. But I mean, like, how do you get the job of, like, you know, dean of school with kids? What do you mean? Jamie Lee Curtis got a job as a dean yeah. of students in Halloween H2O, and she changed her name. That's a... Uh, so maybe H2O maybe just totally ripped pieces off there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Halloween H2O is a ripoff now. So... <laughs> Yeah, we discover that pieces have somehow influenced that. But yeah, right. they do that whole thing, and then that's when Mary goes to interview him. And um, well, she's already there when they find that right. out. Yeah, it's like it's it's happening. Yeah, parallel, yeah. and she, you know, and they're eating being, Wendy's, and yeah, yeah. I forgot what about that. What was with that Wendy's right in the middle of? I forgot the, about they're a lot of eating stuff. Wendy's. And the cup is face the logo on yep. the cup that he's drinking out of. Not you only, think it was deliberate product placement, and we wondered whether or not, not only, Wendy's would be happy. I can't with that. Not only that, but then when they cut to the other guy who's also eating Wendy's, the cup is also yeah. facing directly. Why are right. they both? Fa- Dave, I checked that too. I said, "Well, did they turn the other one? Was it accidental? No, it almost looks deliberate. All of the wrappers yep. on the burgers are the traditional silver wrapper. It is Wendy's. Yep. They are eating. Yeah." 80s Wendy's because the boxes are like yellow yeah. and shit. And yeah, it was you, the retro packaging on the, the you, stuff. You have to think if like the CEO of Wendy's at that time was like a horror fan and went to the movie to see, he's like, I didn't <laughs> fucking approve this. Yeah. Like, what is this doing in this fucking movie? I can't I, imagine Wendy's was just like, hey, yeah, you're ahead. doing this movie no one's ever heard of and no one will remember. Here, we'll help <laughs> yeah. you out. We're what a family it? establishment. Please promote Wendy's. What is it yeah. about? Oh, the guy is hacking up women on a college campus to make a like a replica doll? Yeah, sure. Go put our stuff in it. Put it front and center. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was weird. I don't know. It seemed almost like they got paid to do it, but they obviously didn't. No, I doubt it. Maybe they, they did That was it. probably Maybe their catering for Yeah, a vain <laughs> attempt 
Yeah, you're right. That was what they were legitimately eating. On Actually, set to that tell day. you the truth, the movie was shot in Spain. Do they even have Wendy's in Spain? I don't know. They have a lot of stuff in Europe, but I'm. But back, you know, back in the then, 80s, yeah, yeah, who knows? Know, yeah. Maybe they were just, it. maybe they were just doing it as another way to be like, hey, we're in America. Yeah, just like, <laughs> this is an American movie. Like, was it wasn't an attempt to make it seem like you know, um, relatable, yeah. you know, real. Like, okay, they're cops. They're working late. They're eating fast food. We know this, you know. Mm. <laughs> so that was dumb. But they do cut right back, and she's um with Killer, and you're just starting to like suspect him a little bit, I guess now because. Things aren't I think you sense. suspect him more in a little bit. He did just drug her coffee. Well, not, yeah, now so, not only does he it. drug her, but she gives her something where she's paralyzed. Yeah, oh. where did he get that? <laughs> However, and why did he change his mo? He has never poisoned anyone. This guy keeps because he just—I don't know. Maybe he wanted to torture her. Yeah, but also, do uh, you guys remember? She takes that, or she drinks the coffee, right? And she is feeling like woozy and all that, and then magically. She feels a hundred percent turnaround fine when everyone else shows up and someone else is there. Yeah, she you does know? recover quite quickly. Yeah, she she's recovers quite as as quickly. Yeah, as soon as he picks her up, right. she's as walking as he, fine. She's, it's like she's awoken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's paralyzed, and you know he's playing games with her and like you know telling her he's gonna kill her and all this crap. And um, in the meantime, they're running over. They're gonna rescue her, and they get there. And um, the and fight is not. <laughs> he just gets shot. There's in the... no fight. He just, he gets gets, yeah, he just gets shot in the head. So it's a little bit anticlimactic. And now, before just... we get to the end, I just want to point something out. Uh, you guys watched the movie before I did. I've seen the movie before, but it had been years. But you guys watched it, and then I watched it last night. And Trish was the one who was just like, oh my God, that ending is just like. And I'm like, I don't remember the ending. So when the Dean gets shot in the head, I'm just like. That was the ending, and then the body, the the body that he's been putting together, falls out of the closet onto the guy, and I'm like, right. oh, that must have been the end. <laughs> one more, yeah. one more, and it was because um, I think on the box, like on the DVD somewhere, it says like the most memorable horror was, ending of the decade, which is actually... absolutely incorrect because that belongs to Sleepaway Camp. Okay, it's also that quote is from uh, Eli Roth on no, the back of, of the box, so you know. Okay. Take it for what it's worth. So, then, yeah, actually, Corpse right? Bride <laughs> falls out on him, all sewn up and uh, at different in levels slow of decay. Yeah, of too. different levels of decay. Like, the head is obviously older than the torso, <laughs> different colors so, than the arms. It's so grody. This guy must have been a doctor. Like, he went to, like, medical school. Yeah, the sutures so my are very is clean. Though, is that, is the head the head of the girl that he cut off, you think? It's or is it the head be. of his mom? Because it's super decomposed. Oh, yeah, and, he hit, and like and I know it does he put look the head enough away like his mother. It's like got long hair. That's what I thought. Is if it like... ha- if it has an axe wound in the head, oh, then you're yeah, right. it definitely no, it would couldn't be. be the mother because the, there were, the axe wounds were not there. But I think that was the intention was to replicate his mother. My no, thought... I thought the I thought the implication was to replicate the girl in the puzzle. Maybe that too. Maybe all kind of one. Like I think they say this movie is really misogynistic for that reason. You know that you can just kind of take pieces of each woman and make yourself a new one. I do like that somehow this movie. Not that that matters. <laughs> like, I mean, I, you know, I'm the only woman here, so I, I, it's fine. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. that like, I do like how such a basic movie now has opened itself up to such interpretation. I mean, you of, can of interpret anything any kind, any kind of way. Could be. Right. Yeah. So is it his mother? Is it you know his his long lost lust of this puzzle? 
But well, like that's he, why when they kept cutting back and he was putting the puzzle together, that's why I thought. Yeah, I I don't know if it was yeah just reliving that day. Why would he want his mother back? God if, damn, I wouldn't want her. No, back. I don't know. I just thought it <laughs> so was some you, like perverse, you know, I, I like Oedipus thing. I, I didn't see it in the credits, but do you think that that puzzle model got that that, that was an actual puzzle model? Or was that a real puzzle that you could buy? I would think it was just. A, I want a the puzzle. I'm serious. For... We're gonna look that up on Amazon as soon as this podcast is. Well, done. you can buy the Blu-ray. I don't know if it still comes with the puzzle, but it, it did originally. Uh, I'll just get the puzzle. Because I would imagine again, like Wendy's, if you're that woman who posed naked for that puzzle, and then you find out that it's being used for this, you can't be uh, too happy by not getting paid. Well, you got paid for the puzzle. So. Although that looks like it was like something from the fifties or some shit. Yeah, it was really That's cool. What, yeah, it does, it, old school. It was porn, actually I a guess, really, yeah. a really cool pinup. Yeah, but yes, that was. You're right. That that's not the ending. So, <laughs> who so wants we, to do it? I think you should. Okay, so um, Corpse Bride is reanimated. We get a zombie for like a second, and she castrates a boyfriend. What's his name? Kendall. 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 Okay, Kendall is a girl's name. But she castrates well, nowadays. Kendall. Well, nowadays, yeah. yeah. Um, claws straight through the jeans. I mean, there's blood and... Um, she rips that dick she off. She rips it right off. Like, <laughs> yeah, in slow motion, too. Yeah. Uh, and he screams, and that is the end of the movie. And that's it. Classic. You can clap now. So the ending... <laughs> Or no, crickets, I would or like, whatever. The I, ending why? thing, okay, the thing about the ending, though, is that it actually does something that every other horror movie does, where it gives you one more uh, jolt or something. You right, know and I mean? that... And like, Scream had Billy sh- get up, and Nev Campbell shoots him in the head. Every Halloween movie practically has Michael Myers leaving, or... Something like that. That he's still alive, like a little bit of They a, just yeah. chose to do it in a very... Hey, listen, Very different way. if I would have seen it in the theater, that's the thing I would have been chuckling out as, I, well, as I'm leaving. So, I'll like, you, I'll take it as that. I'll tell you this. When Friday the 13th came out, the original Friday the 13th, uh, the end of the movie, which I'm going to spoil it, has, has Jason as a child jump out of the water and drag, oh, yeah. drag the girl mm-hmm. into the lake. Yeah. Um, that freaked people out when they first saw that because up until that point, aside from... Michael Myers disappearing at the end of Halloween right. and Carrie coming out of the ground at the end With of the Carrie. Hand, yeah. That had never been done before where it was like a shock ending. Yeah. Especially where they build it up to be this like really happy moment and everyone Over, it's all right. calm yeah. and all that stuff. Like and, they're past it. And, right. Yeah. So after the first Friday the 13th, every fucking horror movie after that had to do that. Well, because that's like super creepy. Yeah, and that's that's because this the ending to pieces makes no fucking sense. It doesn't have to. No, it, <laughs> even she bad. ripped his dick off. It's reminiscent of uh, teeth. You know, it doesn't have to make sense. Did it, you see teeth? I, you've asked me this before. No, I have not. Watch teeth. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know what you it think is. This movie. Yeah. Well, teeth. there you go. The ending. Yes. Is she? She bites back. This this doll must be. Uh, you know, remember what he's done to her. It's just a bunch of but dead pieces. And I it's not even the right guy. That's not even the bad guy. You're right. Right. Isn't that just... Whatever. I, I mean, think that's all just trying to live up to the gross out of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, right. I think it's you guys just a one gross more. little scene, yeah, that we get at the end. It's like a little nugget, you know, or the fry you find in the bottom of the bag. Yeah, it's just supposed he to be there literally going. just to be the, the shock and also uh, to leave it open for a sequel. Yeah. He is also what not se- going to What kind to of dumbass that. sequel would that be? It he, wouldn't even, even if would, that was the thing to leave it open for a sequel, that's the main character. What the hell is the next character going to be like? Uh, he's yeah. going to be like talking with Dickless. Well, know? there's no way he's going to find his fry at the bottom of a bag. So 
no. Also, can I? The one thing I do like about the ending before we uh, tell you what we actually thought of it in the ratings or whatever. That you can see the claws go in. That's you know what, what I'm, I'm saying? saying. Yeah, it's, brutal. That's the only part of the of like the violence. You can Not see the ripping, it, but it's like, oh, that is. Yeah, gross. that's what I was gonna say. There's like, a part where she, once the hands clench yeah like that looks, rips it down it and looks, it something yeah. pulls off it is yeah. not realistic that must be at all again where they're using these guts because it's just a little gross like that that's that not scene, realistic but it looks very realistic yeah. for that some scene reason. and the elevator scene I yeah. think are the, the bloodiest the scenes in the, yeah. in the movie and by the pool because there was like it was all over the tile yeah. and like smeared around and like they were slipping in it it's yeah, a that very was bloody gross. movie so yeah so it's good for that yeah definitely so um, we're done. So I guess, I guess we're done we can... reviewing it. Yeah, because it was a short little. Yeah, the movie's an hour, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, was, God, to the I, point. When I got home last night, I was like, "Please let this be seventy-five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, if you, ninety. If you did it like the way you say, yeah. If you just uh, kind of buzz out during the police talking stuff, it's closer to seventy-five. Yeah, minutes right. Just... Yeah. So um, we are going to do a star rating for each one of us on what we thought of the film. Out of four stars, which is what they do with the critics, um, and uh, we'll start down there with uh, with Joe. Joe. Are we going off? Yeah, how much we enjoyed the film, or if it's good. Well, that's that's too, when it comes to. Give, horror, I feel like we can, can we give, give two ratings. Two ratings? When, yeah, like when it comes these, to right? horror films, there's two types of ratings right. you can give it. So yeah, if you want to do it that way, let's do it that way. I, sure. For a movie like this, I would think that's uh, a better rate. Like. For my enjoyment of it, I would give it three out of four. I thought it was... It's ridiculous. Over-the-top blood, guts, tits, all that stuff that you want. If you're looking for that specific type of horror movie, you know? Uh, Yeah. If you're looking, yeah, for, like, the trashy type of 80s horror movie. Yeah, they're almost like the, you know, like, uh, the the paperback dirty novels of movies. You know what I I mean? Like, you can just crush them, and, and it's... Then I'd give it a three out of four because it's enjoyable. But if you're looking at it from a more technical standpoint of stuff, it's it's easily one out of four. I mean, as a, as a movie itself, but I would watch it and just enjoy it. You know, the only criticism besides everything else that we've criticized about it, I would say, is I hate and, and it's a horror movie problem in general, is when they promise blood and guts and they don't deliver the way they should or the way they promised you if that makes sense you know i think this delivered i've seen bloodier and gorier than it and i mean it's still enjoyable but yeah well i would I say think... watch it for what it's worth and then don't watch it again no. okay well i would i would rate the production value on this a little bit higher i would give it at least two stars yeah i mean it halfway yeah because I, it was shot well the dialogue though the dubbing is really bad um, so, you know, you lose some stars with that. But otherwise, I mean, like, the plot, like, kept me, I don't know, maybe I'm, a, I'm simple. <laughs> that, like, this plot kept me going. I was like, oh, who done the murder now? Okay, it's not the gardener anymore. And, you know, I laughed at the end, like, I don't know, I'm, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, for what it was, I, I'm gonna give it, uh, on that end, probably a three out of four, too. So, like, production, two out of four for, like, real movie quality. And then for entertainment, yeah, three. That sounds fair. I would also agree with the three for entertainment purposes. Right. 
because it's it is enjoyable. However, I've seen much better slasher films from the '80s that I've enjoyed much more. Um, this one, like I said, I haven't watched in a long enough time where I didn't even remember what the hell the movie was about. Uh, <laughs> I did all. I'll tell you before we. I watched it to do this. The only things I could remember from the movie were the opening scene and the kung fu thing. Well, those are the most memorable yeah, parts. Yeah, those are the only two things I remembered from this movie. <laughs> well, how do you not hold on to the end? I'm going to hold on to that scene forever. Just, I don't know. You would think as being a guy that would have stuck with me forever, too. <laughs> um, but out of... And I would agree with Trish, too, with the two out of four for the, like, technical aspect, I guess. Uh, it's not a horribly made film. It's not a... I don't know. It's it's not a great film, but whatever. It's get, a film. Yeah. It's not horrible. I've seen way worse. I've way, seen way much, worse. much worse production value out of horror, so I'll give it that. And yeah. I was blown away that it had 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was expecting it to be way lower than so that. So was I. I was expecting to look it up and it'd be like 15 yeah. or 20, like in the dregs of Well, it's of not it. yeah. that shitty. I'm sticking up for it here. Like, I'm, I'll say, I'll meet it right down the middle, that it is a typical, like, you know, uh, that's what it is. It's ti- it's a typical slasher film from the eighties. Yeah, it's got its beginning, middle, and ends. Honestly, it's got to me, the there's bad nothing guy, that really the red herring, the hot girl, all yeah. that. There's it's nothing cool. that really stands out to be away from the other ones, aside from maybe the, the ending. ending. Yeah. Just because it doesn't make sense and it's funny. Yeah, but I would... there's nothing that really stands out. No, yeah, from no. the other ones. The ending and the kind of maybe notoriety that the movie gains, right? Yeah, from being released on like. We were talking about earlier, being released on the Grindhouse, release stuff that only releases, like, gory and bloody yeah. movies so and stuff, a, so it helps that cachet yeah, of it, it got, too. And it got boosted when it almost didn't its, deserve it. It's got its cult following and stuff like that, yeah. so... But, yeah, so, I think we had a good time doing this. So, uh, one of the other things I like to do at the end of the show is talk about anything that we've been watching, or want to watch, or anything like that, um, horror-related. Um, yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks. I'm obsessed. Um, that's right up my alley with that weird warped. I mean, it's not horror. I'll give you that. But it's like. Um, it's close enough. It's thriller. Yeah. And it's like mystery. And, um, you know, there's some murder. So horror, horror enough. Um, and I'm wearing a Twin Peaks shirt right now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I am um, just fascinated by. Uh, where this story is going with the new show. Um, really can't wait for them to like make it make sense again. <laughs> but I'm not turned off by that yet. So I was. let's just hope that they, <laughs> they reel us back in. I try Because I so feel hard. like that, that lure is going out farther and farther. And, you know, like the line might break. I think it's going to be, and this is the way I've noticed with David Lynch films. This is exactly my reaction when I watch Mulholland Drive. Was the whole time I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? What is happening? And then at the end of the movie, you're just like, that was the best thing I've ever seen yes. in my life. Mm. Yes, Mulholland Drive was, yeah. <laughs> Great. Like, so, like, I, I get that feeling that that's what's going to happen with this new season of Twin Peaks. kind of like, maybe like Lost Highway in a way, too? You I know, have not finished watching You haven't that. finished Lost Highway? Oh, man. Like, I, I, I had to buy it. I couldn't find it anywhere. That's and, how I had uh, to do it, yeah. yeah. And because I'm trying to get into David Lynch, I really like Mulholland Drive. And, yeah, um, David Lynch is good. Yeah, Blue, Velvet's like a great Blue Velvet's Blue Velvet is in my Amazon instant streaming queue. I mean, so. that's not horror good. either, but we might be able to talk it's about it here pretty because close. it's pretty twisted. Yeah, messed Maybe up. So. I think I think with this this podcast, I'm trying to stick 
to Traditional, horror. Traditional, yeah. But there are things like I would never call Silence of the Lambs a horror movie. It's it, more of a it's more of a thriller. Yeah, but it's a. But I could totally be fine with reviewing those something are like great. that. Yeah. Hannibal is a great show. Do you watch? that? I have not watched. It's over now, but. Well. I haven't did you watch it. that? No, I did not. I did watch I Bates Motel, it. though, if you watch Bates Motel. Yeah, I watched some of that. I, watched I did the first not finish two it. I, I yeah. got a little bit uh, slowed down. I mean, not because the show was bad or anything, just because I got distracted. Yeah, it was really. I haven't finished the last season, but it was really good. Yeah, Bates Motel was good. Uh, what Twin other Peaks horror one? TV? I have not. Twin Peaks, yeah, but the other I watched recently again for like the fifth or sixth time. And it's still unnerving as fuck to me, personally. It was The Strangers. Did you guys ever see The Strangers? Oh, so creepy. I saw with that, Tyler and Scott I didn't Speedman. really like it. Oh, my God. I get I get freaked it, out every time I yeah, see that movie. Yeah, those are dude. the kinds it's of a movies lot that like, creep uh, out. It's a lot like The Manson Murders, right? Yeah, in a way, it's uh, like Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman are at this wedding, and then they go to a secluded uh, like cabin. You know, where they're terrorized by people inside and outside. They're, like, in a lodging facility, yeah. and then they get... It, they're trapped in. You know so what I mean? It's and they kind got of people like trying to get out of the windows, yeah. at the doors. Yeah. They're banging around. They're going to kill them. But that you know? movie, yeah. So it's almost like a... Watching that again more recently, that was creepy as all fuck to me still. Have you guys ever seen Your Next? Yes. Yep. Okay. That I was just... the first movie we actually saw together yeah. as a couple, was oh. Your Next. <laughs> yep. I just um, recently Which watched Which is fucking... That. That the girl's twisted. Yeah. <laughs> like, I watched She's it. She's messed um, up. Somebody, I had heard so many good things about it that I just blindly bought it. Because I was like, I have a feeling I'm going to love it, so I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. And then it sat on my shelf for a year, two years, I don't even know. And uh, Dan, at work, was the one who was like, you really need to watch the movie. It's and great. finally, I, I watched it with all the lights off in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah, like, like, let's amp it up for this one. You want to know something? When I first saw Halloween, the first Halloween... I watched it in the middle of the night with the lights turned off, and I've kind of made that into a tradition anytime I watch something that I have a feeling I'm really going to like. That's yeah. not a like, bad tradition to have. Yeah. Well, yeah. we do it, too. You know, we close our blinds. We like to make it dark, but... I don't do that with everything, though. Yeah. Just certain things. Just like, like I the, just the, the ones like, you know are going to yeah, ritually like, be good. I yeah. watched uh, The Conjuring 2 uh, a couple months ago, first time you know, first time I saw it, and I was like, you know what, I fuck it, I'm turning, I'm turning the lights. Oh, my God, it was so much better than the first it. one. Really? Oh, you yes. I thought the first <laughs> really one was good. really good. Because the first one, everyone was like, it's so good. My and sister I'm like, loved the first one. Yeah, I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, I was like, okay. Because that supernatural shit scares the shit out of me, and that one didn't. I was like, okay, this is just another possession movie. Yeah, like the devil's in possession thing, like Exorcist. That that did scare me. This but, not so much. But the second one, and I actually went into the second one thinking it was going to be worse than the first one. And I went, I got done with it, and I was like, that was so good. Really? Great. Yeah. So I highly we recommend. It. Our hands well, it's on, on Netflix, I think now. Is, yeah, I think it, it is. Yeah. Yet. All right. So yes. I would definitely check it out, but don't be mad at me if you don't like. Hear that, <laughs> guys? Steve says, watch The Conjuring 2. I doubt um, if anybody was a real horror fan that they haven't seen it yet. You know? well, I am not a real horror fan. Obviously, I yeah. I don't, you want to know We're something? sounding really washed up here. I, I don't consider myself like a hardcore horror fan. No, I'm a movie fan, and horror just happens to be one of my... I mean, I, I I always I like horror more, but like I don't I can't even tell you the last like new horror movie. I guess The Conjuring Two. There you go. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I I don't really watch current horror movies because I don't really like what they're doing with horror films. Well, right I'm now. sure a lot the of people agree I heard with you there. Good, was, there is not good horror going uh, on anymore. No. Was it Let the Right One In? Did you guys did you see you that? You know, I, I, I have, I've that. been meaning to see it. Everyone keeps talking so highly about it. The one other one, before we move on, you can tell you know everyone what you've been yeah. watching. I would recommend Inside. 
Yeah, uh, Trish was telling me yes. about that just a little while ago. I've I seen the watch movie. It. That movie is insanely good and yes. insanely if, intense. Yeah, and if you think that there's gore in the movie we just reviewed, go watch Inside. I'll yeah. tell you, yeah. do you know that they remade that as an American movie? Because that was a French really? movie. Yeah, yeah, as a fr- I know, as a fr- that's why and I wanted to watch it. I've, yeah, I, I was looking up an actress that was in some movie. This was a, like maybe six months ago. And I was just looking up to see what she was in. And I saw Inside, and it was like 2017 or something like that. And I'm like, really? Oh. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's a remake of the. And I clicked on it. And I'm like, oh my god, it is a fucking remake. I can't believe they're gonna try to remake. I don't that know movie, when it's man. coming out or what or who even made it, but there were production stills from the movie, so yeah. they, they obviously either are done filming or they were filming. So right, yeah. yeah, it was my yeah. The stuff I've been checking out more recently is definitely. European horror, like French horror, Italian yeah, horror, martyr, stuff. much more. Martyrs than... we saw that was that was pretty gross. No. Um, you guys should check out Imprint if you've never seen that. I have not seen it's that. It's a Japanese a Japanese? I think Japanese horror. It was part of uh, that series that was on Showtime a long time ago called Masters of Horror. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched it. That was the episode they refused to air. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I watched it. All right, gotta see it. I can't remember much about it, but it's kind of fucked up from what I remember. I'll have to, let's check that so, out. Um, for me, I really haven't been watching much horror. I rewatched uh, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know if you guys have I've seen, seen bits it. and bits and pieces of it. Not not the whole way through though. I it it, it didn't keep my attention like uh, like Wes Craven yeah. did, obviously. Yeah. I will say this, I am definitely in the minority cuz I enjoyed it. Um, I don't I don't like remakes. I really don't. When okay, whenever yeah. they Whenever they come out and they're like, we're remaking this and we're remaking that. I'm like, would you just stop? Yeah. I'm, I'm on board sometimes, but then the one that really stopped me from being totally on board with some with remakes was the Friday the 13th one. And, I, and here's the thing. I, if you haven't noticed already by the name of this podcast, I am a huge Friday the 13th yeah. fan. Yes. Um, I, that's my favorite franchise of horror films. The first movie is actually my favorite horror movie of all time. It's but, great. Um, it's just great, and I've met a good chunk of the cast from that movie, too. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, like, I, I enjoy it. So when they they were like, we're remaking it, I was like, okay, you know, I don't want to see a remake of this, but whatever. They're going to do that instead of make a sequel. I'll go see it. I think they bastardized the original movie. I think they yeah. were just making fun of the movie the whole time. Well, they tried yeah, to squeeze like the bit. first yeah. three movies into one movie, yeah. too. Sim- and, oversimplify it. Yep. Because I remember watching the movie and being like, oh, the first movie was remade in the credits. Yeah. Right. They yeah. just gave us the <laughs> whole so first stupid. movie like in 15 Yeah, and then minutes. he just finds his mask randomly in an attic. Yeah, like, I do not like, like Yeah, what? like the, that mask doesn't mean anything to the fans but, or to him. Yeah, you no. know, like you're not going to give it a better backstory than that no. at all. Although the backstory of how he finds it in the original franchise pretty is pretty good, stupid. Actually. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, because it's so lame. Like, it's so obvious that that's how you find yeah. it in the fucking shed. But in the, in the remake, he just finds it under a box or something. Yeah. Like, that's how they all find him in the remakes. Like I Michael guess, finds the one that the boyfriend yeah, and he what, hacks him up and shit. But back to what you were watching, I what I heard was that Jack Earl Haley's Freddy Krueger is totally a different take on it than he, Robert. To me, he made it his own. Like when they were like, "We're remaking Nightmare on Elm Street," I was like, "You guys are never going to find somebody to live up to Robert Englund. You're not. You're right. not going to." Like that is that's his character. Yeah, no one else has he played owns it either. It. Right? Yeah, yeah it's ne- it's never gonna work. And then when you know I saw the movie, I'm just like, well, this is completely different, and that's fine. 
because he's creepy and I don't know. Like I like him in the movie. I like that they give him a backstory. Um, I don't know. The reason I actually watched it was because I was listening to the other podcast that's on WolfbaneBlooms.com called The Remake Mistake. There, plug <laughs> that too. <laughs> And I they, like the name of that. Yeah, I, my, well. my friend Mike actually came up with the title for that. And uh, they pick a movie and they'll they'll talk, they'll talk review the original and they'll re- review the remake. Okay. And they answer two questions when one is, uh, should it have been remade and does it live up to the original? Um, which is, a, and, and I was listening to their Nightmare on Elm Street one, and of course they don't like the remake, which is fine. I, don't, I mean, who like, most people don't really like remakes anyway, remake, so yeah. You know? I, I would fight you on that I'll statement. fight you on some remakes, but <laughs> because not on this I would one. Say, I, I would say it. the Dawn of the Dead remake absolutely lived that up to the original. Yeah. Even the Dawn of the Dead remake was really good. <laughs> and the Fly remake, that was amazing. That Yes, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I will agree that most remakes are terrible. Because they don't know what they're doing. Or they'll just take the title... And make whatever movie they want to, like right. uh, Prom Night, which was more, oh of, which was more of a remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer than it yeah, was no. Prom Night. Yeah, I think. Well, I think what happened there was like they just took the title and they're writing the script. Like, you know what this really seems like? It seems more like this. But yeah, we'll just call it this. So yeah, so whatever. Um, but yeah, that's really the only thing I've watched. But I will say now that you know Romero is dead, I think I might have a marathon yeah. of the Night of the Living Dead. Maybe we should. Have to go so back. I think we'll uh, have to go back and watch. So you them. were right though that Inside just before uh, we're done here, Inside was remade with Laura Herring, who is in Mulholland Drive. That's that's why I was looking her up. Gonna, she plays the nurse then in in Inside. Right? Yeah, She's probably be the one that's obsessed with the pregnant. Oh, uh, I thought girl. I actually thought she was the pregnant one. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen the remake, so yeah. The one thing I would suggest is don't see the remake. Is see the original. <laughs> yes. Or, you or you know what? Just to be fair, because I don't like remakes, but I give them a shot. See the original first. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a better way of putting and it. And then you could judge. Because it, I guess again, before we go, that's another problem I have with American horror is when they try to take a European horror movie and remake it for American audiences. Sometimes it and works. Sometimes it works. Yeah. But with the blood and gut stuff, like murders, it, like, yeah. it doesn't work as well. As the original, you know, it's right. washed and, out a little bit. Yeah, and it's not as bloody, or the story changes a little bit. Like, did you like the Funny Games remake? Did I, you see that? No, I did not. It see was that. weird. I, I, the original was much better. I but, knew, I knew that was a remake, but I didn't. Yeah, really see I it. think that just all falls into the same category, whether it's foreign film, Although, twenty years old. It's all that. Remake. I will say, it just depends on how you take it, because like, like I said, with the fly. The Fly was a Vincent Price movie. You I know, think it also yeah. completely how different. Good the first movie. And, and Jeff Goldblum. Th- I mean, it's such a great yeah, movie. I love Jeff that Goldblum. is that has got to be one of the only horror remakes I can think of off the top of my head where I would say the remake is better than the original. Yeah, yeah, well, no, it you'd probably be right about that too. The original one was shot but, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and the tone too that can yeah. drastically change. It, totally. Things. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah, the remake stuff when they the the European ones what gets me because they hardly get it right. Something. Yeah, it seems like when they do Japanese or Asian horror, they seem to do it well. Did but you? Then... Maybe they invest so a I don't lot of that though, because like we'll they consider it's... this a horror movie. Did you see Old Boy, the remake of Old Boy? I didn't, but I've heard mixed. Things. It was not. Yeah, compared to the original and stuff, not yeah. that not that great. Yeah, but we're not gonna. I'm not gonna bag on everything all the time. No, so no, no, no. I promise. 
He and, does like and, some things. And regardless of all the movies you've asked me about, I have seen movies. Yeah. <laughs> and we will watch, we will watch more, more yeah. movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It so, never ends. So I, I guess we can wrap this up. Um, make sure you go, you guys, if you like the show, go out there, give us a good review on iTunes. Um, check out wolfbaneblooms.com. Check out the remake mistake. That's all. And always go check out my podcast. Yeah, and that fat guy doesn't know who, what he's talking about, and your blog if you want to plug it again. Yeah, noises and nonsense. It's noisesandnonsense.wordpress.com, and on Twitter, it's just noises nonsense is the handle. So, yeah. So that's that. Come so, visit us. Yeah. Love you. And I have no, I have no uh, clever. Uh, we don't have ending. A, we don't no, have this a was relatively yet. painless, <laughs> unlike watching uh, pieces. So. <laughs> ah, but I'm... All right. Good enough. Okay. Goodbye.